Welcome to Lunch with Tech Leaders, where we have engaging conversations about software development and cloud engineering with industry leaders and subject matter experts. These episodes are created by the Great Lakes Tech Leaders, an online community of technology practitioners. Please come join the conversation by visiting gltl.rbn.ai. Again, that's gltl.rbn.ai. Now strap in, because we're deploying to production in three, two, one. Tom, welcome in. Howdy. How are things? Great. How are you doing? Doing well. Let's uh, go ahead and do a round of introductions, I suppose. Um, Tom? Uh, yeah. Tom Kowalski. I uh, work at Daysmart Software, the uh, chief architect title now. Um, working there for 16 years now. Wow. Um, yeah, started off development and gravitated more towards the uh, infrastructure side of things. Migrated us over to AWS 10 years ago. Um, yeah, just overall technology strategy company. All right. Um, looks like we've got Spencer. Spencer, are you able to hear us? We, we're not able to hear you. All right. Um, let's see, anybody else want to, Kayla, why don't you introduce yourself just real quick? Uh, yeah, I'm Kayla Norris. I work at Right Brain Networks. I'm a Linux systems engineer. Um, only okay. been here about two years now, doing right. lots of uh, AWS infrastructure stuff. Cool. Anybody else want to introduce themselves? Uh, All right. Um, great. So, yeah, feel free to chime in. This uh, this conversation is going to be about um, log consolidation of AWS, specifically about AWS uh, logs such as CloudTrail, um, VPC flow logs, uh, config logs, stuff like that. Um, so we're wondering uh, what everybody else is doing, and then we can kind of talk about how we've been we've been doing things yeah I kick it off um so yeah we've we've kind of jumped around a lot uh in our in our logging um ventures so it used to used to be everything went to you know database right sql server um kind of moved away from that uh moved to more of like a like an elk stack that we ran in in AWS using um, their Elasticsearch offering. Um, Tom, I think um, just to kind of course correct here, Apple, we're going to do a couple different uh, iterations of this. So um, application logging, I think is going to be next week. So we're kind of talking about the AWS specific stuff like um, the CloudTrail logs, uh, you know, um, VPC flow logs, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it depends, you know, right? Our use case for it. We um, we consolidate everything to uh, like an auditing uh, AWS account that we you know hook up different 
tools too. Um, right now we're using Lacework to, uh, from a security side of things, it goes through, you know, all the cloud, um, cloud trail logs. Um, I forget what else they look at. We've, that's really the, the only thing we have going right now that we have kind of okay, consolidated. So you guys are streaming them to a separate account. Yes. Are you using Control Tower over there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's definitely a good way to go. Are you uh, are you following that same pattern with um, with flow logs? We don't leverage uh, anything with the flow logs at this time. Um. Yeah, we, we really haven't had a need for it. We um, we did at one point with another security tool that we were using. Um, but yeah, right now, nothing. I think only some apps and accounts are consolidating and, and going somewhere. But um, yeah, we're, we're currently not not using those for anything. You mentioned lace work. Does that, uh, did you evaluate that against guard duty? Uh, I didn't do it myself. Um, we're growing now, so we got a security department. So um, we had somebody else kind of vet that out, and he used it at another place. Um, and even AWS was recommending them over because some of the the um, the shortfalls right of guard duty, and it's uh, it's a lot more comprehensive, um, just from what I've been diving in and playing around with. Um, a lot better interface. Um, Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. So we're following the same practice, right? Um, you know, we we recommend guard duty or not guard duty, uh, control tower, which sets up a, an audit account, um, and a log archive account. And yeah. So, um, what that also does, uh, and then we it allows other um, accounts in the organization to uh, use it as its. Um, Control tower and and or not control tower uh, cloud trail and uh, you know any of those other logs. Um, yeah, or or forces them to like all yeah, ours. Yeah, for there. cloud trail definitely forces yeah. them. Um, we we do turn on uh, flow logs everywhere. Um, so we that's something that we kind of have to set up ourselves, right? So we we um, make a new bucket for flow logs in the log archive account and then set up uh, the cross cross account access to be able to uh, send those over there. The The idea of having this, um, this separate account is to um, kind of provide some more integrity around those logs. So if somebody does yeah. something malicious, um, they can't just go delete the uh, CloudTrail log that um, that proves that they, they, they were the one that did something. Um, yep. They have to have access to the log archive account, which uh, you know should be extremely locked down and controlled. Um, yeah, that's yep. That's how we have it. What um, what do you do with the flow logs? Like, what do you have? You have a tool looking at them to make it easier. Yeah, we and... we typically start with guard duty, uh, and if okay, people, yeah, if people need like uh, you know, more uh. Other stuff, you know, we'll stream them from the log archive account into like Splunk or who, whatever they need, they like whatever sign they they're using or whatever. Okay, yeah, we, I think the the one account that we have is that does have it turned on, right, and is is putting them somewhere. Also, is the one that we 
you know, we used to have guard duty or I think it's still running, but you know, we don't leverage it as our, um, you know, main, um, you know, part of our process, right? Part of, part of our HIPAA compliance, right? Of, of looking at guard duty. Now it's all through lace work. Yeah, understandable. Um, I, I found that guard duty does pretty well for us at like a base level. Um, we do, and you know, another thing, it's just nice to have them on so that you don't have to go and do a bunch of configuration to be able to like uh, track down a network issue or something like that. If it's already on, then you just, you know, hook up uh, Athena or have somebody who has access to that account hook up Athena uh, and you can just search through the logs and figure out like, oh, well that, no wonder that packet's not getting there. You're getting blocked here and stuff like that, so. Yeah, yeah, we, we just had, uh, it never answered a question for us, right? It never, um, it, it never yeah. was useful for us. So yeah, that's why we, you know, don't require it or, or do it on other things. Um, one of our other, um, products uh, from a company that we acquired, they um, they leverage that a lot more. They're, they use Splunk though. Um, they're, most of their stuff isn't even in AWS though. So okay. that was the other reason too that they went with, with Lacework uh, is because yeah, I mean, 90% of their app is still not in AWS and uh, they can leverage it. Um, like the agents and stuff. So it does like the you know, cloud trail and stuff like that, but it also will do like, you know, agent more active based monitoring. So they wanted that like all in one solution, but yeah, we were fine with guard duty right up until that point um, that yeah, you know, they wanted to use a different thing, but yeah, it, it worked for us for, you know, checking off the boxes for HIPAA compliance and, you know, monitoring it and, um, and yeah. I would expect with HIPAA that you would have to have flow logs turned on. Is that not the case? Um, that the app that is uh, that has to be HIPAA compliant does have them turned on. Okay, yeah. That so. makes I was gonna say, you know, another reason we made sure to keep turn those on just by default is because you know at some point we like to see our clients get uh, you know a, a stamp of some sort of compliance if we're necessary. So. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's just it's just for for show right now. Yeah, because we, we I can't tell you the last time we've it was years ago since we actually tried to look at them right and, and and get try to useful information to solve something. But um, yeah, yeah, cool. What about uh, I guess retention? How like um, you know, all these things end up in in buckets, so. You know, using the lifecycle policies as uh, you know, obviously the the right move. But um, how how long are, are people keeping their uh, their logs? Those you know, ones. If, if you're in compliance mode, you kind of just go with based on what what uh you know what the recommendation or requirement from compliance is. But uh, curious if anybody's kind of instilled their own policies. For, for those for those type of logs, you know, it's not that much space. Those we just have those indefinite right now. Now, um, some of the application logs, right? Uh, it's a different story, but yeah, those definitely the application logs definitely build up quite a bit quicker sometimes. Yeah. 
got quite a few people here. Has anybody else got uh, anything to chime in on? Any questions about AWS, um, AWS log consolidation and stuff like that? Maybe you're doing something that's not using control tower. Uh, so do you, a question for you, and um, you know, given that we have Lacework and it makes it a little easier to see things going on in there, do you just use guard duty to look at those logs or, or do you, are you also using like Athena um, to like look, look at, at cloud trail logs in there? Need Athena to, okay. uh, guard duty will analyze them and show you things that it thinks may be sketchy, right? Yeah. So I didn't know if for two different two separate use cases. Yeah. So have you had to get in there, right, and look at CloudTrail logs oh, yeah. directly? Okay. Oh yeah. Um, you know, if we need to like review a security event or if we're um trying to troubleshoot, you know, typically um just using CloudTrail uh for CloudTrail, um, you know, you have you can just view them um right there in the interface. And that typically does pretty good for troubleshooting. Yeah. Um, but if we're trying to um, correlate something that's like cross account, maybe we'll use Athena. Um, and then for like uh, flow logs, we would use Athena because there's really no like nice interface for it. Yeah, uh, it's, with, it's nice. The problem is, is that, you know, you only use it like, you know, a couple times a year, maybe. So you forget, like, I'm, I'm not in Athena that often, right? I don't know that, whatever that format is. So it takes me like an entire day just to get used to, yeah. you know, the, the syntax and query and all of that. So it's kind Enough of- Enough days go by, you know, uh, you, you, get, you get better at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing is like WAF logs, right? So like the WAF yes. wants to, uh, I think it's only output is Kinesis. Uh, or I think it's Kinesis Firehose. So, you know, there's not a good way to get those logs into something. Well, not necessarily not. Kinesis Firehose is pretty good at what it does, um, but we typically will just stream those into the log archive account as well and use Athena uh, to review those when, when necessary. So, you know, what, what, what I see a lot is um, like a, somebody will be like, oh, I, I you know, trying to upload an asset you know, and uh, I'm getting a, bl a block from the, the WAF. Can you help me, you know, dig through the logs and, and um, figure out what, what rule set we're, we're hitting here? Yeah, I, I like that. And we, um, we want to move towards that because we, right now it's in each account. And that's probably what we use, you know, diving in the most, right? Using Athena is, is to look at WAF rules uh, and WAF, um, whatever, events. Um, but yeah, I would, so do you have that set up like any automation when like adding accounts to, uh, to also like set up the WAF, right? And, and those, uh, to go to that login account. Yeah. We just stream to the login account. Do you, do you have like automation though? Can you spin up new accounts to like set all that up or? Yep, absolutely. So, um. Well, so we've we've moved on to using the CDK, um, and so same here. Each each account is obviously a stage, or I guess now they're calling them environments. Um, and then um, we have a base, like you know, we take uh, we have a base kind of account setup um, stack that happens on each account, which kind of takes the uh, guard duty or uh, the control tower baseline. 
uh, and extends it a little bit. Um, now, guard, uh, control tower, can, you can provide your own template to kind of get ran during account creation. Uh, it's, I, we haven't really dabbled in that. Um, we just run a stack across the board um, from, from our infrastructure code. So, so what, you're using CDK to create the accounts? No, once the account's created, we add okay. CDK and then there's a, um, so we've got this, what do you call it? Um, uh, inheritance um, through our stacks or through our, through our, uh, our code, which, you know, um, applies like OU level things. So each, like if you're in an, if you're in an OU that needs this um, default configuration, uh, you, it, it automatically configures that for that environment stack. Uh, there's a stack there, we just got to deploy it. Okay. Be interesting to see that. Did you guys open source that? Uh, I mean, it's CDK? specific to uh, each, each setup, but Okay. Uh, you know, Tom, if you would have uh, came to the uh, the AWS meetup last month, I was I did a talk about it. I've tried. I've tried to. They <laughs> haven't worked worked out for me each day. So, but the yeah, summer, yeah, uh, a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. Understandable. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what we went through last last uh, last week at the meetup or last month at the meetup. Nice. Yeah, we. We don't have anything like that. That's like, um, like the, like a base stack that we could put on there, um, like initially for each account. And I would like to do that, but um, but yeah, everything else that we have, all all our CDK stuff is open source. That we do. Your CDK repository is open sourced. Yeah, anything that's not specific to yeah, the so apps. You've got, a, you've got like a library of uh, constructs that you that you published. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Just send me a link to that. I'd like to check it out. Yeah, do that. Or uh, yeah, do you want to just put it in uh, in the channel that uh, um, what is this lunch with tech leaders? So anybody who's interested can uh, take a peek. That'd be helpful. Cool. I would like to get to the point of uh, you know publishing our own constructs, but you know at the right now everything's pretty. Uh, I wouldn't say it's um, super specific, but um, what we're doing is we are um, extending like the provided constructs and just kind of tweaking what we need to. Um, this will like inherit from the construct like that kind of matches what we want to do um and then anything in there we just kind of tweak and then that way it, when we're using it in this at the stack level um everything kind of acts as it uh as it would if you were you know just using the l2 construct um uh, but then we we kind of got some flavor in there to make sure that we you know add dns uh, automatically and stuff like that all the, all the little nice to have we like to add in yeah, yeah, we, we have like a mix. We're trying really hard to make it more like use case, right? So like you know, if something's like a static website, um, a 
uh, construct, right? So that it does all your stuff for you that you would have for like a, a static website um, and things like that. Is it, how do you, how do you chat in this? How do I post something? Uh, I was thinking in um, the Great Lake Text Leader. Oh, yeah, class, yeah, yeah. There's a lunch with tech leaders. Um, there we go channel yeah there we go awesome thanks we'll, uh, i'll take a look at that kayla i saw you go off mute when i was asking if anybody else had any any topics about uh, uh aws logs that we want to bring up yeah i had i had a question um like what would be kind of some of like the benefits versus like the downfalls of using guard duty over something else? Um, guard duty is relatively cheap. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the big thing. Uh, and it just kind of built into the platform. Um, so I think that's the big advantage there. Um, just working so. right out of the box, right? You know, if, if everything's in AWS, it just yeah, it checks off all the boxes, right? Even for like HIPAA compliance, things like that. Um, but yeah, definitely cheaper, right? Like latest work, I don't even know how much we pay, but it's magnitudes more. Yeah, so Kayla, I think the short answer is um, integration. Um, it's like, it's just there and easy. It's already, you know, easy to use. And then um, the other one would be, uh, it's cheap comparatively to other like SIME type software. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you um, those, those SIME uh, things that kind of look for security events and stuff like that, analyze your, your all your logs for security events. They get really expensive because they they are um, priced usually on like how much data that you uh, that it's it's looking through. So, you know, when you're talking like gigabytes of logs a day or, you know, or more uh, things, the cost goes up pretty quick. And then the cost of getting it just outside of AWS, depending on how much how much it is, right? Can you know, they don't like the data going out of AWS and charging you for that? Oh yeah, uh, that's definitely definitely one of them as well. You know what? I've been sitting here talking on mute for a moment. I was wondering if, yeah, no. we're on mute there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, anybody got any other questions or anything like that? We can go off topic or do whatever we want, really. I just uh, I saw some new faces. If you guys got anything you wanted to chat about specifically? Uh, floor is kind of open. Yeah, I wasn't too prepared for, uh, for yeah, like the, the config logs. I was, I was really thinking application logging. Yeah, I mean, we can we can dig into that. Um, oh, no, it's like we had split it kind of because I figured you know there's there's so many layers to log consolidation, right? Um, and 
you know, I figure we could probably have half hour topics off out of, you know, a number of them. Let me double check. I think that's, uh, we put up a schedule and I think it was supposed to be next month that we're going to talk application logs, but um, can definitely get started on it. This, uh, these meetings are supposed to be free form, kind of like sitting around the lunch table and go wherever we want to. Yeah, so there's a centralized logging part two, Docker and application logs, and then there's a part three using third party services for logging. Mm. Yeah, really breaking it up. See, I would I would talk about for application, right? We kind of moved away from a bunch of stuff and moved to uh, all new Relic, dumping all of our logs there. Okay, yeah, no, um, new Relic's cool. Yeah, now that uh, they have a lot better support for logging. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, I have, I've, I've used it for um, um, performance, um, but I have not used it for log consolidation. Yeah, they um, they just really beefed it up. I mean, you could have in the past, but like they really made it like, you know, first class support for it and it's all integrated into everything. So, and that now it's uh, HIPAA compliant. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, it was, it was really easy for us to, it, it's just a better user experience too for our, our developer experience. Um, having it all in there really drove uh, the adoption even more of New Relic, which we kind of struggled with. Um, but yeah, now that it's all kind of in there, so. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, you know, for the longest time, I was kind of a holdout. I would always build Elk stacks for our customers and the management, uh, even using an AWS managed ES was kind of still cumbersome, right? Uh, yes, and, yeah. Uh, the what i and but uh you know we we recently got the opportunity to use datadog and man it was just night and day difference between you know fumbling around in, in either cloudwatch logs or um you know managing a, an elk stack so i really like that experience that was good for us i think yeah um i haven't done too much with Datadog. one of the companies we acquired uh is using them I, you know, dabbled in it a bit, but yeah. I really like Datadog. I like, I like having the visualization. Personally, for me, it's a lot easier to kind of figure out what's going wrong than I can just look at a dashboard versus trying to dig through some AWS logs that you have to keep clicking each new line open. Yeah, and even if you're making like... I think it's come a long ways. I haven't done it in a long time, but like uh, Kibana, um, yeah, building you know, alerting and, and yeah. uh, you know um, visualizations inside of Kibana is, like I said, cumbersome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't miss it. Yeah, and the alerting is kind of weird too because it's like you know not very integrated. It's feels like there's you know you gotta separate things out. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing, like the the big 
the awesome thing about like you know using these is that we're really pushing all of all of our app app devs to be logging in JSON, which makes searching and finding things and like correlating issues and you know making cool visualizations and stuff like that, like heat maps about where your traffic coming from and all that much more easy without having to parse a log and stuff like that. Yeah, do you, do you uh, like, you know, enforce any type of standardization with the, the JSON logging or is it just kind of make sure it's just a JSON object and, you know, the logging? Yeah, JSON object is a good place to start. And then like, yeah is like uh i think the app devs kind of agreeing on like what uh attributes are important to their application is you know good to make sure that people are across the board or, or you know following the same a good structure there um because uh what, how do i put it um like let's say like if um you're if you have obviously like a user like a user id being dropped into every log would be extremely useful because if that if you've got reports of a single user um, having issues you can just filter the logs by their user id um, or same thing for like you know uh, at like object level information right so like okay there this user is working on um i don't know this like tom you guys do um scheduling so maybe there's like an event and you just like anytime they're working with uh, making calls for a specific event you log the event id so that when you're uh, looking through and trying to debug stuff uh, you can just say okay we know they're having problem with this event id let's look up all the logs that, that have that associated yeah yeah for sure um and uh, that sounds like a great thing to talk about next time yeah since yep. we're actually out of time <laughs> yeah, um, I, I did want to note um, logging user information. Um, be careful to stay compliant with the various privacy. Oh yeah, regulations absolutely. like log user ID, not name. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that um, this do, 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 August 17th. It doesn't look like we have that the next uh, uh, application log scheduled. We're talking next week about uh, immutability uh, state scaling uh, and then vpns is the week after i'll uh, i'll let hannah know that we should schedule like application logs um first the first week in september there we go yeah that com comes down to the retention too you mentioned there like so we you can't stop all of it right from getting in there no matter how hard you try or getting the, the pi pi in there so we uh kind of enforce like the retention of only like the 30 days to uh to maintain compliant of that right because it's if there's any like gdrp requests or whatever to like erase things and things like that it's all you know flushed out within 30 days so well, I mean, sometimes compliance requires you to keep act, like access logs for longer than that, though. You know what I mean? Like, but that so that's different, right? The config access logs we keep that indefinitely, never change it, and that's easier well, to make sure there's no PII. Or, are you talking about config access, as in like you know getting on the machines or something like that, or are you talking about like app access to the application, like who's logged in and 
uh, what they were doing with what data? Um, I'm yeah, I'm talking about yeah, if you if you're if somebody's accessing like medical data, you might want to keep that make make note that you know they made act they they access this data um, and keep that around so that you have a trail of you know who's who's looking at confidential information. We well that yeah that's built into the app itself. Yeah. Okay. Um, versus like logging. Um, that's monitoring things yeah. like that yeah so the the logging you know debug monitoring things like that those logs are flushed every 30 days but then like compliance of that app is storing right like access logs and things like that within its own database yeah okay cool well we're out of time we're gonna go ahead and uh wrap this up and we'll uh talk soon thanks everybody for joining it's been a great conversation thank you yep see ya